Alcova Mortgage is here for good. We are locally owned, value great communication, and are committed to our Covington community. Call Alcova Mortgage Covington at 540-962-7152 or visit alcovahighlands.com to get in touch for your mortgage lending needs. Alcova Mortgage, NMLS ID 40508, NMLS ConsumerAccess.org, Equal Housing Lender, Terms and Conditions Apply, all loans subject to credit approval. What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. Yeah. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Brick layers and ball shorts. Coaching from the side of the ball court. If you know, you know. One stop like a Walmart. We got the tennis balls for the wrong sport. If you know, you know. If you know about the carport, the trap door's supposed to be awkward. If you know, you know. That's the reason we ball for. Circle round twice for the encore. If you know, you know. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up, do? Welcome to the Ball Hawk Show podcast. I'm your host, Amal Hawkins. Appreciate you taking time out today to listen to the latest episode of the show. Petty Hawk, what's the number of the show? Man, I don't know. And does it matter? They could read the cover of the podcast episode. We don't got to announce what number it is. Just get to it. Get to my segment where I DJ. Okay? It's a preview, baby. I'm trying to get crunk. So can I get through the pleasantries, you know, the sponsors and the lead up into you? Man, will you hurry up? Hey, first of all, this Petty Hawk salute to all the fans that came to listen to me and my segment and just fast forward through his segment. My segment coming up with the music. I got something in store that y'all going to like. Yo, can I go? Man, you better hurry up. All right, so I'm going to go. All right, salute to the sponsors, Abra Insurance. Go to abrainsurance.net for all your insurance needs. What up, what up, Charlene and Billy? You know what I'm saying? Service in the state of Virginia for over 20 years. You feel me? The great people at Abra Insurance. If you need insurance, how, yo, Patty Hawk, what are you doing, man? I want to do it too. I mean, can we like tag team the sponsors? Like the sponsors want to hear from Patty Hawk? You know, I, sp- I spruce it up. Now, let me finish the read. You know, if you need home, auto, life insurance, you know, wings insurance. If you ate hey, hey, all my birds out there, you don't need to go south. Just go to Abra Insurance off Ryle Road, baby. We don't got to go south no more. Because we got Able Insurance. We ain't got to fly away when it's cold. We can even watch the Virginia Tech game now live. We ain't got to see it on TV. Petty Hawk, you do know Thanksgiving coming up, right? I ain't no turkey, though. So what What you trying to say? That joke just fell flat. I'm not a turkey. You know? I, what, what type of bird am I? Um, You are a bird. But what's, what's my species? You are like Howard the Duck. You the only bird of your kind on on earth. You ever seen Howard the Duck? Man, I saw the cover. I ain't look at Howard the Duck. Well, you like Howard the Duck. You could be E.T. You know what, Petty Hawk? You E.T. You extraterrestrial bird. That's what you are. Well, E.T., he had that glow like Bruce Leroy, and he made the little bike fly in the air with his hood on. Call me Hoodie Petty Hawk. So, uh, oh, Alcova Mortgage, because Ball Hawk, I'm reading the rest. Alcova Mortgage. Go to alcovahighlands.com. Yo, you need some bread. You need some money. You need a loan. If you need a loan, go to Alcova Mortgage. 
Tell them Petty Hawk sent you from the Ball Hawk Show. They, they make sure your rate is right. You know what I'm saying? If you need that money, because look, 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 the holidays coming up. You might want to move. You might want a new house. You want, might want a free finance. You, you just need a loan. Go to AlcovaHighlands.com. Holler the good people at Alcova Mortgage. All right? Now, now we got that. Hold on, man. How you just going to say now that we got, like, can I say, can I, can I introduce you for the lead up to your songs? Before I walk in music, yeah, go ahead. All right, ladies and gentlemen, appreciate everybody for tuning in to the Ballhawk Show podcast. If it's your first time visiting, I appreciate you. If y'all listen on Apple Podcasts, make sure you leave a review, one star, five star. It helps with the algorithms. Salute to everybody at Believe Network for believing in your boy. Oh, man, you got Siri talking to me right now, Petty Hawk. And uh, make sure y'all subscribe, man, follow. That's what we do. Holler at me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok now. Man, you taking too long. All right, without further ado, you can just fast forward through this segment. It's probably going to be like four, five minutes. Just go right to the 10-minute mark. You don't want to listen to his music. You don't want to do it. Man, shut up. All right? Just for that, I got a surprise for you. And, and, and you know what? Ladies and gentlemen, this is Patty Hawk speaking. <sighs> Sit back, relax. Well, you ain't going to be able to relax because we're going to get you hype. Well, I'm going to get you hype. But first up, since Ball Hawk want to be disrespectful. I'm going to be disrespectful. Now, here we go to the walk-in music. Song number one. Uh, can the headphones go louder? Kanye West! Ho, ho, whoa. Wait a minute. Kanye, hold on, dog. You can't be playing no Kanye West. He just got canceled. You heard what he said on Drink Champs. You can't play. Boy, this is my segment. Shut up. Swag King Cole. No, we not playing Kanye, bro. We can't do that. Man, can I at least listen to the first verse? Hey, we get it. Kanye got canceled. He he was the shortest lived billionaire in American history. You went from six billion to four hundred million just like that. Quick, fast, in a hurry. Your mouth wrote a check, your butt, your hind pots couldn't cash. They actually got it stolen away from you. So salute to Kanye. No, no, no. You can't salute Kanye, bro. You can't do that. Is you going to let me finish my segment? You going to keep interrupting me? Because I can keep getting disrespectful. You know, we like disrespect. That's what they hear. They hear me disrespect you. All right, man. Play like 12 more seconds. 12 seconds? Man, please. Can a young girl get money anymore? Tell Peter my mink is dragging on the floor. Can I have a bad bag without no flaws? Come to meet me without no draw. Nah, nah. No. Whoa. Wait a minute. Did you like listen to the lyrics? I just like the beat. When I be in the air and I be gliding, I be gliding to this beat. But you got to make sure you listen to the lyrics. Like we got kids that listen to this. It ain't no cussing. It ain't cussing. You ain't hear no swearing words, but did you hear what he was just saying? You know what, Ballhawk, you are you are making me angry. Just you know what? This leads me to my next song. Cause this song is out. This song is dedicated to Ballhawk fans. This song is for you, Ballhawk. For you. I'm gonna let Pusha T tell you. Fraud. Your favorite rapper. That's that sh- I, I don't, don't like. like. Yo, this make believe. believe. Rapping about my own life. Woo! That's right. Rick Flair right now. Rick Flair, nigga. Woo! The powers in my hand, nigga. Woo! Is this sensing enough for you? I sense all the words, okay? They ain't saying the N word. They ain't, they not, 
you you get it. But this chorus is to Ballhawk since he want to disrespect me right now because this is some things I don't like about him. Yo, whoa, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, nah. Ladies and gentlemen, I apologize for the iffy lyrics and songs that Petty Hawk was just playing. I don't know what's wrong with him, but I guess he want to be a rebel. You you must look up to Kanye. Kanye ain't getting no, no, no. I'm taking over the DJ duties. We got like a minute. We got like 60 seconds. I'm going to play a song that's going to get us right for this, for this right here. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's play some diff sets. Come on. Hey, hey. Your boy, yeah, it's Santana. Once again, hey man, oh yeah, let me see, do this, killer, killer, yeah. Yeah, man, I'm back at it. Come on, today's a new day. Got the, the new day. Okay, so go uptown to Harlem. Tell, tell them that I sent ya. Tell them it's August. I'm going to November. I need a couple. Ballhawk, you got to stop singing over the song, man. You just said the lyric wrong. Who he he don't drive a Sentra. Yeah, I, I did get it wrong. Can you let, let matter of fact, ain't no more songs. Ain't no more songs. Oh, you think you funny, huh? I got a song for you now, Petty Hawk. You think you funny. Yeah, huh? Just for you, some juvenile, huh? You think you funny, huh? You think you a slick old bird, huh? You think you gonna play Kanye West today, huh? Nah, huh? Yo, we not doing it. You know what? This is over. Get to your little segment. Get to your little preview. Hey, fans, he ruined it. He wouldn't let me play my Kanye West. Let you play Kanye. Don't nobody want to hear Kanye. He's done it. Kanye, you done enough. Okay? You did enough on Dream Champs. Okay? Just like, matter of fact, Petty Hawk, you done enough. Kick rocks. Matter of fact, your little feet can't kick a rock. You got to fly. Fly off the handle. That's what you got. You, you've been flying off the handle this episode. That's what you've been doing. So here we go, man. Virginia versus Miami preview. Uh, Miami... They come back here to Charlottesville, man, the first time since 2018. Um, last year, UVA won up there. You know, you remember the kickoff, the 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 post. We won 30 to 28. Van Dyke's first game starting. Um, I think he'll be out. He suffered a shoulder injury versus Duke. Uh, so we'll keep our eye out pregame to see if he'll play or not. And I know fans are saying, will the last backup quarterback that started against us, Paul Hawk, walk the dog with us? Oh, Bubby Brister. Yeah, I know. And everybody was nervous last game when the backup quarterback came in for Georgia Tech, too. But, uh, you know, the Wahoos did their thing last week versus Georgia Tech. And then Miami lost to Duke. And they had, like, eight turnovers. I just watched that film. When I tell you, it's just like, what in the world was going on in Miami? Like, what did the backup quarterback get zero reps or what? Because, man, he was throwing a whole bunch of here's. He was throwing, like, anytime you hear me say here, that's like a quarterback saying, here, take the ball. I don't want it. Here, you take it. They just throw it to you here. But, um, you know, he'll have a full week of prep for UVA. So he'll be a different looking quarterback. Um, and I'm talking about Jay Garcia, that is. Um, that's not his first action. He got in versus uh, who did they play? Like Middle Tennessee. He got in when they pulled Van Dyke. So um, he is capable. He has weapons on the outside. A lot of speed on the outside. 
So it'll be interesting to see how they will attack our defense. Their offensive coordinator, Josh Gaddis, everywhere he's been, he's been like his offenses have been like top tier record setting. You know, even this year, Miami's defense, I mean, Miami's offense, as far as yards, they're one of the best in the ACC. So we go to total offense. They average 448 yards per game, which is third in the ACC. Um, Let me see if I broke it down. They're number two in the league in passing behind North Carolina. North Carolina has 2,287 yards passing in seven games. Miami has 2,226 yards passing. Uh, Miami has ran 535 plays to North Carolina's 495, but you get the point. A very capable passing team. And a lot of times they've been having to pass the football because they've been down, but um, they want to be balanced if they can. The games where they ran for like 170 and and still threw for 300, um, they've been successful. The games they've been held under 300 yards, they actually took an L, I believe. Um, I know versus Texas A&M, they was held under 300 yards passing, but they did have over 170 yards pass. I mean, rushing. But if you can make them one-dimensional, uh, like Middle Tennessee, 38 attempts on 60 yards, and they threw, they threw for 307 yards on 51 pass attempts. North Carolina, they threw the ball 57 times. It was one-dimensional. Even though they threw for 496 yards, they only ran the ball 24 times for 42 yards. And then Duke, they ran the ball 31 times for 48 yards, and they threw the ball 37 times. And Duke got out the field with a lot of turnover. So uh, when you look at Texas A&M, they threw for 217, but they ran for 175. That was a close game. Uh, Middle Tennessee State, 307 to 60. So, you know, those defenses make them one-dimensional, take the – Outside the North Carolina game, the North Carolina game, they they did have some big plays. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, Van Dyke threw for 496 yards, three touchdowns, 42 of 57. had one interception, but they only ran the ball 24 times for 42 yards. So if you can make them come to you, you can dictate what they can do on offense. Um, You can, you know, cause them to make mistakes, whether it's an interception, fumble, or – Sacks giving up. Um, so Miami's a team that offensively, they got a lot of speed. And um, I guess you could say strength versus strength. Miami's defensive front, though, they will get after you. If I'm not mistaken, they're second in the ACC and sacks. They have 24. UVA is third with 23. So both teams could get after you with just four down linemen. They'll bring extra uh, Miami will play some man. I will say they they will play some short zone, but they will blow they will blow some coverages. Eyes in the backfield, undisciplined jumping routes. Their safeties will jump routes. So if you can run a lot of uh, bend routes for, on the scene to get in the vision of the safety when they're in the short zones and force an outside release, um, you can create a t- uh, a two by one on the safety where he has to make a decision. And uh, Miami has demonstrated that they will blow coverages. Um, you will find some openings in that secondary. Uh, but they do have a lot of speed. Um, if they trigger and come after you, you know, B.A. has to be decisive with the football. If he's going to tuck it, you got to go. This is probably one game where B.A. can't escape the pocket and try to keep his eyes downfield and wait for somebody to get open because they will track him. They'll they're, 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 they're hunt you down. 
they definitely will hunt you down. Um, when we look at sacks against, Miami has allowed 18 sacks. UVA has allowed 20 sacks. So, you know, both sides of the ball is going to be very interesting uh, what takes place. Uh, Miami is fourth in the ACC with seven interceptions. Uh, UVA is 12th with five. And they actually have a defensive back who was first in the ACC and in, uh, interceptions. And uh, shout out to cornerback Anthony Johnson for UVA. Um, he leads the ACC and is tied for fourth in the country with 11 total pass defended. That's pass breakups plus interceptions. So shout out to my man Gucci. So Gucci man leads and pass defended. Chico Bennett Jr. leads the ACC and sacks. So salute to old Chico leading the ACC and sacks, man. That's what's up. Um, but yeah, man, I, I, you know, Miami's Miami, right? So coach, coach Elliott talked about Miami, like don't let the record fool you. They still have those four, five stars. The athleticism and the speed is still there. The thing about Miami is you got to keep the ball in front of you, see if they can matriculate and move the ball down the field methodically. And if you can eliminate the big play, see if they can continue to execute at a high level consistently. That's the thing with Miami. I think that's always been the thing with Miami. Now, Miami's like that that big bad bully, that that front runner, right? Like why everything when everything's going good, it's hard as hell to beat them. But if you uh create some adversity early, now they gotta check themselves at the door. And, you know, it's one of the things where, like I said, Garcia has a full week to prepare for UVA's defense. Better, best believe they're looking at our defense and understanding, like, okay, they could get home with four. Um, let's run some screens, slip, slip screens to our running backs. Also, let's ISO our running backs on their linebackers. I've seen countless film on them where they will isolate their backs on linebackers with wheel routes, angle routes. They want to get you in space. Those boys can run. So when they do drop back to pass the football, don't be surprised if you see they back some out of the backfield on wheel routes going up the sideline trying to see if we're going to play man-to-man and have no top safety help. They're going to do that. Now, Garcia is mobile, but, you know, he's looking to throw the football. You can get to him. You can confuse his offensive line by showing five and six and dropping. Um, they will predetermine before the snap where they want to go with the football so if you could show some type of mirror action to where you might have that front side end kind of drop back in shallow coverage to get the quarterback to kind of hold and stare down a receiver. Um, they, he has demonstrated that you can run some short zone. And he'll be predetermined, and he'll be looking at the short corner versus seeing where the safety is at, and um, you could get interceptions on him like that. So if you can disguise coverage while also executing the coverage, you 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 can you can some make some things happen. So. You know, UVA this week, you can't turn the ball over versus this defense. Now, this defense, they will generate turnovers, even though they turn the ball over eight times versus Duke. They generated a lot of turnovers themselves. You know, they gave themselves a shot as much as they could. But, uh, you know, it's hard on any defense when opposing when your own offense is giving the ball away. Eight times. Eight turnovers. That's crazy. <laughs> eight Turnovers, man. So, I mean, five forced fumbles Duke had. They forced five fumbles. They sacked them six times, had three interceptions. 
Man, listen. She. My goodness. How many turnovers do they generate versus Duke? Let me check out Miami and see what their defense did. Hold on. Apologies. Let me go look back right quick. I think I know that they had at least two fumbles that they caused. Why well, I'm not seeing it. Yeah, forced fumbles, fumble. Yeah, so they forced two fumbles versus Duke. <clears throat> so it's eight to two. And you know, there's more victories. Like, oh, we saw the turnovers. We only lost by this much. And it, it got ugly late. The last end of so it was 45 21, but it was a close game <clears throat> until, you know, it was just like some untimely interception. Like the last interception, that was a pick six. Like he just, it was two two Duke guys in short zone. He just threw it to him. I don't know what was going on there, but with that being said, bro, with them having that many turnovers, you know, they're going to try to make sure that they probably run the football more. Um, I doubt if they want to be one-dimensional versus this defense. And if they look in that films this year, when teams can establish the run versus our defense, they've had a lot of success overall. You know, like Illinois ran the ball well. <clears throat> a lot of success as far as wearing the defense down, keeping them guessing. When we can make a team one-dimensional, our defense plays better as a whole. The thing about our game plan is if we generate turnovers, our offense, you, you got to score points off turnovers. You have to. Like, that's the biggest difference with Duke, right? Duke generated points off turnovers. Not only did the offense score off a turnover, but the defense scored themselves. We're only averaging 17 points a game, all right? In order to win this game, you got to score at least 28 to be safe. You got to score at least 28 points versus Miami. Miami has scored 70, 30. They scored just nine versus Texas A&M. In the loss to Middle Tennessee, they scored 31. In the loss to North Carolina, they scored 24. In a win versus Tech, they scored 20. And in the loss versus Duke, they scored 21. Now, why did I read y'all that? You want to hear our scores? Oh, I know. A lot of y'all saying, no, no, don't read them. Don't do it, ball honk. Don't read them. I'm going to read our scores. Where the heck is our scores at? I just had them up. I should have known by heart, huh? Oh, here we go. Score 34 versus Richmond. Everybody said that's a wash. Then we scored three versus Illinois and just 16 versus ODU. 20 versus Syracuse, 17 versus Duke, 17 versus Louisville, 16 versus Georgia Tech. And what did I say we need to score? At least 28. We scored 28 or more points one time. That was versus Richmond. Versus a real opponent, as folks say, a real, like, FBS team. Syracuse held us to 20. Offense going to have, like, like offense, you gotta score points, bro. You can't expect this defense to slow down this offense that much. Now, don't get me wrong, it's 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 like it's like the greatest thing ever. If you can hold them, they on the season they averaging Miami is averaging twenty nine point eight points per game. If you could hold them to twenty one, that means you gotta score twenty two. And guess what? You only score over 22 once 
We needed 23 to beat Syracuse. So you have to score. Like, we can't keep living on defense, win the game for us, because we keep not being consistent. No. It's the perfect layout for you. Four straight home games. You're back to your regular schedule programming as far as not having to travel. It's an early game. You got to use that to your advantage because you got to sleep in your own bed. They had to travel. You got to execute, man. You have to. And it's very important versus this Miami team to get to a, like, you can't get behind them. Nobody. You need to score first. Now, what I have seen is quarterback runs have been their Achilles heel. Design quarterback draws because they want to get up the field. Will they rush Brendan Armstrong in an educated fashion? Are you going to utilize a spot? If you utilize a spot, I mean, you're going to be man-to-man. That means, yes, let's run some crossing routes. Let's bring everything across the ball. I saw somebody, three by one, some late motion underneath, some split some split zone play action where they lose track of the H coming underneath the formation. Let's get B.A. in different uh, aspects of the pocket, some sprint out action, some boot action. So they can't just pin their ears back and come out them. Receivers, that this be the game. We have zero drops. If we drop a pass, it better not be a touchdown. We need it. We really need it. Like we 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 have to sh- like. I, offensively, I seen a lot of improvement from the Duke game on. Like the Duke game was the was the first game where I, was, I saw the glim- glimpses of the true BA. Last week was BA. <clears throat> Did he still have some? Like every quarterback has throws they want back. But last game was vintage BA. Like we saw a vintage Dontavian Wicks come out. I still believe in Lavelle Davis. Loving what, what Billy Kemp is giving us on just 80 and not like, but we if we got one goal to start the game, get number four the football. Cause he the engine, man. He the heart. When you see four out there jumping up out the catch and beating his chest, that's infectious. That's what's missing with our receiving core. That guy. When that guy gets going, it's the batter in the back for everybody else. Facts. Just check out last year when Billy Kemp started getting busy and making plays, everybody else fall in line. He the leader, the emotional leader. KT been the most consistent receiver. Lavelle Davis is the biggest matchup ish problem we have. Dontavian's the most explosive, the best pro prospect we have at receiver, in my opinion. He's the guy that you look at like that's a damn pro, right? That that's different. Three is different. I ain't look, I ain't giving up on three. I bet you I know the Miami defenses know that three special. Three's company. <laughs> but in order to beat Miami, man, you gotta understand. You can't let these dudes get out ahead of you. They got they still got different speed over there, Jack. <laughs> no boys still chasing rabbits down there at the 305. But you gotta make them think. I ain't saying they're a box of rocks. I ain't saying they stupid. But you gotta make them like cause they want they want the extracurriculars is what they what is what they got master's degrees in. You feel what I'm saying? Like back in the day, that's what Miami wore the gold teethest, the toothest. They got the gold teeth like Jerome. And they used to talk to you. You know what I'm saying? Got that little sly smile. They got that swag. You know? That that was the mystique. But what happens when you don't care about the mystique? Now you gotta play. 
That's what I'm saying about this squad. Like, hey, man, jump out on her early. Make her respond. Make that backup. Have to execute what Josh Gaddis has to do has in store as an offensive coordinator with, with his game plan. Like, he's a very good offensive coordinator. Record-breaking numbers everywhere he go. Take advantage of the opportunity. Like, take advantage of those turnovers that you can generate as a defense, whether it's a strip sack, whether it's a fumble, whether it's an interception. Defense, you can score on your own. You, we may need a defensive score. Kicking game, look, kicking ain't just kicking game just ain't kicking. Snapper, make sure it's on the money. Holder, make sure you get it down to the spot. Kicker, if his ass late or off the spot, keep your same approach. Trust him. Trust your technique. You know? I like when Coach Tony, Tony Elliott be uh doing his his uh coaching presser during the week, man. He started talking excellent and old, start, you know what I'm saying, really getting down to the nitty gritty, same foot, same shoulder, all that stuff. And people be like, whoa, whoa. Cause you know, from the from the surface, everybody be like, oh, we this is why we not executing, this is why this is this is why that. But then when he break it down layer by layer, it's like, ooh, it was more than what I thought. There's a lot of moving parts in football. That's why it's not always easy to blame just one aspect or one guy. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I'm a former DB and receiver. And I know, like, if the guys up front aren't performing at a high level, our job becomes that much more harder. But when we, if we can, if we are performing on the back end at a high level, look at the front. Now, anytime you've seen secondaries that play at a high level, I always tell you, it's, it's <clears throat> you're on the same accord. Look at that front seven. That's some, that front seven is going to make the back end guy's job that much easier. And the back end guy's job. The back end guys executing can make the front end easier because you usually tie in your coverage with the front. If you're running the game, you got some type of combo zone that's forcing you to attack one area and you know the weakness and you know we're going to have to rally to that area. We can't take that away. But hopefully we got a lot of distress to where he can't locate that weakness. That's what defense is. Defense is deception. How can I trick you, make you comfortable, then cause you to speed up and think you don't have something when we gave you something that's in clear clear sight, but you couldn't see it because you ain't have enough time. We spared your clock up. You weren't comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's what great quarterbacks do. They become comfortable with being uncomfortable. They can still slow the game down. They know the rush is coming. They like, set, set, kill, 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 kill. Check 50, check 50. They see he triggering, and then they point at the safety, sight adjustment to, to the receiver. Anytime you got a blitz and the quarterback identified that you blitz and he points you out, you feel like so small, like, I don't even want to trigger no more. They know I'm coming. So as soon as the ball snaps, he look right at you. Are you coming? Oh, you coming? Okay. Sight adjustment, pause. I know, I know, pause. You triggering? Okay, boom. What's the sight adjustment? We're on the same page. I know the protection. I know why I don't have protection at. So my clock is going. And I'm and you can't see me right now, but I'm checking on my peripheral. You know what I'm saying? I know the weak side B gap. We ain't gonna protect that. So when the ball snap, I'm looking at the receiver and I'm using my peripheral to check that weak side B gap. I'm like, oh, here they come. Oh, he about to hit me in my mouth. Stay ten, stand tall, stand tall, climb the ladder, let it go. I'm gonna get hit. And I think Brennan's gotten to the point now where even Coach Kitchen, they got on the same accord to where he understands what Brennan does very well. And Brennan is understanding what the coaches want for him as far as executing at the quarterback position. 
you know, earlier it was like we just want Brennan to run and, and, and be safe, don't take unnecessary hits. And Brennan interpreted that, interpreted that in my opinion, as in saying, I'm going to just stand tall in the pocket. And if nothing there, I'm going to just throw it away. They're like, no, no, no. Still be Brennan, but slide. You know? You may be trying to run to get 10, but take the 8 and slide. Hey, if you seen green, you can still tuck it and go. We ain't saying, hey, you got to throw it. And I really feel like last game, it showed when Brennan saw green, he took off. In previous weeks, Brennan would get out the pocket and still look up the field. And we like, yo, just run. Like, run. Tell the, tell the nearest receiver, turn. Turn and block. And I seen that, like, anytime he could just put immediate pressure on those backers that have to step up because they're scared for him to tuck. And you run dig routes. You run over routes. You're running in the area to where the guy that's going to be stressed so if I know they got a spot, if you're running a spot, I'm running mesh concept. I'm running two receivers on opposite side right to that Mac backer. I'm zoning. I'm funneling everything out because I know they want to push Brendan right to him. And I'm going to tell Brendan, put pressure on him because we got two receivers coming into your vision. And if his high pot step up, look to get it to one of the receivers because it's a natural pick. And then once we see you doing that, all right. We're going to start taking some shots. We're going to bend right behind your head, boy. Because we know them safeties got to respect what's on the outside. Then we're going to send it back. Send it back right up the field at them. Oh, you think it's a quarterback draw? Nah, we run the choice route with the back. Might run a middle screen. You know, just get something to where the, the guy who's supposed to be spying has to read versus just reacting and being a guy who could be athletic. But Miami definitely has a lot of speed. Um, they didn't really li- they didn't give us a a depth chart on their notes, so I can't really like go position by position. I will say um, they got a receiver, a young uh, a junior college transfer receiver that impressed me. Number eighty eight, back to back one hundred yard games. He's like six five two fifteen. Um, he's a good ball player. I think his last name is Young. He's a good ball player. Like got the got the the right combo of speed, size, um, runs, you know, fairly good routes. Like when he runs go routes, he he will stack the corner, giving himself three to two to three yards to fade to the outside. Um, versus Duke, he did a good job of catching the corner, trying to disguise the corner game a free release instead of him avoiding contact. He runs right through the outside shoulder of the Duke defensive back. He stacks them, I mean, he leans inside and gets right into his path, giving himself two to three yards away from the sideline. Garcia did a good job of fading him away from the corner. He faded and caught it like a yard right by the sideline, kept his feet in, broke the tackle. It was all set up by the release, the route, and then the throw. That's a fade for you. A lot of times we take shots down the field. That's not the quarterback throwing the football. A lot of times the receiver has to have the appropriate release to allow for the travel of the football to throw them open and be completed. And our receivers have to do that as well. Like, you can't always avoid contact. Sometimes utilize the contact to help you stack the defensive back, put them in no man's land, get a two-way go, and allow the quarterback to throw you open. That's what you always hear analysts say, hey, can the quarterback throw the receiver over, meaning anticipate. Once you see he has a two-way go, I'm anticipating where the safety's going to break. That's my new target. I'm going to throw the ball over there. Go get it, receiver. Before you can like before you turn your head, I'm gonna throw it out there. 
the safety should let you know where I probably aim the ball at. Oh, and we got to run the football too. We can't just be thinking we're going to drop back 40 plus times versus Miami. Like I said, quarterback design runs. I like our outside zone encounters. Um, if we run the inside, our inside counter dives, it's so slow developing. I really feel like Miami will eat that up, just like Georgia Tech did. We may not want to run that as much. If we do, it got to be quick, like a quick hitter. Backs really got to keep their eyes up. It's going to be some natural cutback lanes that's going to be created because Miami defensive uh, line will get good jumps off the ball. So they'll get instant penetration that will allow you to have an instant cutback if you keep your eyes up, keep your feet up under you, short, short, choppy steps, and be decisive. Be decisive, keep your eyes up, pick your feet up, high and tight. It's gonna be it's gonna be a tough game. It's gonna be a tough game because we're gonna have to score more than 20 points. If we beat Miami scoring less than 20 points, that means our defense played phenomenal again. Is it possible to play phenomenal versus Miami on defense? And limit them to under 20 points? Yes, it is. But that's asking a lot for your defense to do it yet again. It's not like it ain't fur. I know last year we went all, all season pretty much where our defense didn't help the offense. And now it's like flip. But I really feel like this year you could get the best of both worlds. I really feel like, man, we could get the best of both worlds. We ain't going to get the air raid numbers. But we could get the points. I think we could execute and score like 27 points. To get a win versus Miami. Like a 27-24, You're going to have to score, man. But what happens if Miami scored 28? Can we score 30 versus a FBS team? We did it versus Richmond, but we ain't came close since then. You got to take that challenge. Get the ball to your playmakers. Playmakers, first of all, playmakers, you got to make plays, man. You got 40-plus drops. Nah, nah. Can't do that. Mm-mm. Not no more. It has to stop now. This is the home stand. You want it, right? This ain't how we want to start the season, but you're three and four. You got four straight home games, starting with Miami, a team that's three and four as well, with a first uh, year head coach and Cristobal himself. A lot of people questioning Mario Cristobal and what he's doing because of the talent that they had. You know, they got a high flight, you know, a top flight quarterback like us, like Van Dyke. He got pulled this year. He had, I mean, he did have some glimpses of last year, almost threw for 500 yards versus UNC. But then he was looking like trash can juice versus Middle Tennessee, and they pulled him and they brought in Garcia. And now he's banged up. It's his throwing shoulder that he hurt. He might play, he might not. So much talent. They got four and five stars. Like, we ain't got four and five stars, like, underachieving. Like, by their standards, they're underachieving because we know Miami still get with their NIL deals and stuff. Speaking of NIL deals, what the hell happened to the quarterback they had that had that nice NIL deal? Like, where is he at? What's the kid's name? I forgot his name. Uh, King? Remember he got the NIL deal? <laughs> what happened to the NIL deal? Did he even ever get paid? Most of the time when they be releasing the NIL deal, a lot of time I don't even be thinking they get paid, bro. I think it just be like a, oh, another one. I'm a, I need I need to start seeing proof that somebody really getting checks. A lot of times, man, I just be thinking it be like, you know, smoke and mirrors. Like, ain't y'all really ain't mm, y'all just doing this to piss people off. Well, let me get off my soapbox with that one. But yeah, I don't know what King like. King got that NIL. Matter of fact. Didn't their whole team last year get an NIL? Anyway, I ain't trying to poop on Miami. Miami's still dangerous. Three and four, very capable. Offense averaging 29 points a game. 
like they can be confident. It's hard for our fans to really go into games and be like, even as an analyst, it's hard for me to be like, yeah, we could win this game because we only scored over 20 points one time. That's hard because I got to bank on my defense to stop an offense that's third in the conference in yards a game, second in passing yards total. I know they middle of the pack as far as points per game, but 29 is a whole lot more than 17. That's still a 12-point difference. Two score, possibly three. So I got to come way above my average to beat you or or hold them way below their average. That's what's scary. You really? Because I'm a realist. That's what's really scary about, like, hey, ball hog, you confident in your capitalist? Yeah, I am, but, mm, I mean, the team we beat last week averaged less points than us. Then the team above us is the team down the street that would that got the diarrhea colors. It's like Boston College averaged 19 points. Then next is Louisville with 27. It's like that's a big jump. The the bottom four 19.3, 19.1, 17.6, which is a 16.1 for Georgia Tech. You know, including that we held them under 10 points last week. Then you got 27.1, 27.4, 29.3, which is Miami. Then everybody else averaging 30. Then you got Wake Forest, North Carolina averaging 40. Defensively, UVA um, holding opponents to 22.6 points per game. Syracuse's first, 15.6. SC State, 16.9. Clemson, 19.9. Louisville, 20.6. Duke, 22.1. Miami is giving up 24 points a game. So can we hold Miami? I mean, can we? get 24 points or more versus Miami? Can we hold them to that standard, that average? Can we get 24 points? And can we hold them to six points under their average to make them have 23? Can we get to 24 at least at a minimum? I said 27 to be safe. We give up 22.6. They give up 24. If defenses hold true, we win. (sighs) That's why it's like nerve-wracking to try to say, oh, we're going to win this game. We ain't averaging for 17.6 points a game. What? What? Like, that... Yeah, that makes it tough. But, hey, it's a reason you play the games. It's a reason you line up. So, the Wahoos, man, you got to execute offensively. Um, You want to be balanced versus Miami. You have to be balanced. If we look at uh, their previous game versus Duke, uh, how many yards did Duke have versus them rushing? Duke had 200 yards rushing versus them. And 136 yards passing. So Duke ran the ball 42 times for 200 yards. They used a lot of variation runs. Like they ran with their backs. They ran with both quarterbacks. Um, They only threw the ball 25 times. North Carolina ran for 161 on them. And then also threw for 309. Middle Tennessee State, when they beat Miami, they threw the ball. Look at this crazy stat. They had 25 attempts. 16 completions for 480 yards. That's big play offense right there. 
They actually ran the ball more than they passed the ball. They ran the ball 36 times for 99 yards. They had 16 completions for 408 yards. North Carolina had 19 completions for 309 yards. To put that more in perspective, Duke had 13 completions for 136, while Middle Tennessee had three more completions for 408 yards. I mean, since that Middle Tennessee game, well, nah, North Carolina threw for 309. But Virginia Tech and Duke, their defense has limited both uh, offenses to under 200 yards passing. They held Virginia Tech to under 100 yards rushing as well. And then Duke ran for a season high 200 yards. So, yeah, man, that's all I got for y'all. Duke had six sacks. Tech had two sacks. North Carolina had two sacks. Middle Tennessee had four sacks. They didn't give up any sacks versus Texas A&M. And Southern Miss had four sacks. Bethune-Cookman didn't have zero sacks. Looks like they've had a fumble in all but two games. I mean, this last game, five fumbles is crazy. They've thrown the pick every game but three games. It's like no pick, pick, no pick, 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 no pick, pick. So I'm I'm calling for another pick. I'm, so they went none, no picks, then one game with a pick. Then no pick, then two games with a pick. Then no pick. That means they're going to have three straight games, and we the second of uh, the third game. So we're going to get a pick this game. I'm going to just stay with the trend. Can I stay with the trend? Can I, can I have wishful thinking? Thank you. They had no fumble. They had a fumble. Then no fumble. Then one, two, three games, no fumble. Then they're going to have four straight games of fumbles, and we the second of the fourth game. I'm just being facetious, man. I'm rambling. But um, that's it, man. We got to score some points. You got to score. Like, you got to score some points. We got look. We got to get in the 20s, man. We, this 17 is nasty. It's nasty. All this talent over here, we averaging 17? Nah, man. Protect the football. Execute. 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 Do your job. That's it. It's simple, but it can be difficult because you got to be mentally tough. No stupid penalties. We are the most penalized team in the ACC. Without, it ain't even close. It ain't even close. <laughs> oh man. No, no, no. We actually don't got the most penalties. I take that back. I take that back. Syracuse do. They got 67 penalties for 510 yards. But we got the most yards. So we got 12 less penalties in Syracuse, but 10 more yards. We average 74 penalty yards a game. Miami averages 58 penalty yards a game. We we get like big time flags. How you have twelve more penalties than us and ten less yards? <laughs> oh my gosh! Wahoo, wah man! Win this home front game one of the four game home front. Got to score at least twenty seven because Miami still got a lot of speed. Got to score early. No early turnovers. Man, just play four quarters of, of, of very good football so you can win. I ain't even going to say you got to do this, you got to do that. 
four quarters. One, two, three, four. It's four quarters in football. You got to execute for four quarters. Don't turn the ball over for four quarters. Execute for four quarters. Score every four quarters. Like scare every score every quarter for four quarters. Ooh, and maybe you could, because if seven is like a quarter and you score four quarters, that's twenty eight. If you score a touchdown every quarter, that's twenty eight. So I need you to score for four quarters. A quarter. Okay. Give me 28. I take really take 27. And keep them not scoring every quarter. You got to blanket them, but you can't allow them to double up one quarter to still average scoring every quarter. All right, man, I'm rambling. Good as the enemy of great. Be great in everything that you do. Never let nobody tell you you can't do what you set your mind out to do, man. It's the ball hawk show. Patty Hawk ain't getting no more burn because he was playing Kanye West. Make sure you subscribe to the Ball Hawk Show podcast exclusively on Believe Network, and then we push it out to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Music, uh, iHeartRadio, all every 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 platform, man. Maybe not iHeart. Is it? I think it's still on iHeart. Anyway, it's the Ball Hawk Show, man. That's what we do. Wahoo wah. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.